Welcome to this week in Marymount Warrior Sports here in ESP Media, powered by Sports at MarymountSports.com. I'm Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Marymount Athletic Director Tom Neural. Uh, Tom, good morning. I noticed we're not in school today. Apparently, some kind of issue with the new building. Good morning, Jason. Actually, it's an issue with the old part of the building. So okay. uh, as we start you know, making connections, everything else had a water main break in the back of the building, which is the old section, which yeah. is starting some renovation. So uh, just a little, just a lot of water out there uh, to start the day and, and they caught it and uh, trying to fix those parts. So hopefully we'll be back in tomorrow and then have the official kickoff to the year tomorrow. Just seems like 2020 just doesn't is the gift that keeps on giving in that respect. I guess it just never stops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about some athletic events and uh, move past that for now. Uh, let's start with cross country. They got going this past Friday, running underneath the, under the lights at the Moeller Primetime Invitational, which you know I, I've uh, talked with you and some other ads who's, who's uh, athletes were in that. The, one of the coolest events uh, in the area. Uh, talk to us about that and uh, how some of your uh, runners performed. Yeah, it is a really neat event, especially for a kickoff for the beginning of the year. Uh, they have a number of lights you know, all over the course, just lighting the course up. They get to run uh, the first race of the year. It's a little bit cooler in the evening, and then it was a great night to run on, on Friday uh, as that front moved through. So our, yeah, our runners did a great job, boys and girls, uh, did an outstanding job. Uh, Lily Bauer following up on her freshman year from last year, led all runners in our portion of the race with a, with a first place finish. Uh, Elise Kelly was third, Bridget Gilmore took 10th, Haley Zuckerberg finished 12th, and Grace um, um, Malevolu uh, finished 13th. So great start for the girls to, uh, to start the year. We, um, we knew they had a couple runners back, but that's a really good pack for them to start the year with that. And then, uh, and then the boys taking first as well. Uh, again, both both teams are well well in front of everyone else, and uh, we knew this junior bunch of runners we had for the uh, boys was a strong group. Uh, with what we had coming back from last year, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, Sam Beeler finished second in the race. Bennett Turin finished fourth. Henry Buck eleventh. Ben Fonstock fourteenth, and Martin Eisenhower fifteenth. And we have a couple of soccer players in that group too, so they ran on. Uh, they ran on Friday night, turned around, and ran again on Saturday in the soccer game. But just a great start uh, for them. Like like we talked last week, we knew both teams are going to be pretty strong. Um, they're out of the gates fast. And then this week, they'll be up at Loveland, up at home of the Brave Park to, to see what we can do this week. When you see these results come in, again, you, you, you said you know you had strong teams on both the boys and the girls' side. To come out like this in an event like this where there are a lot of really good teams and a lot of really good runners in there, and they still bring home all these results like this, what's your reaction when, they're, when those results are coming in? You know, Coach Dragovich and, and Coach Holsteggy do a really good job of training the kids over the summer, and they're really cautious about uh, not getting the kids out too fast to a start you know you don't you want to peak at the right time right around towards the end of the season uh especially when it's hot you don't want to wear them down you don't want to overrun them uh but both coaches have been saying all summer that they believe this was a really strong group and that they've been running really good times in the preseason but to come out like this in the postseason time is pretty good um you know just maintain don't break down during the course of the season it, it is a long season and, uh, and just keep running. So it was, a, it was great. Um, everyone was really excited to, to hear those results Friday night. 
Similar kind of story with your uh, with the boys' golf team. We, we've talked about that uh, coming off of a, of a title last year, and they just keep winning, you know, and, and they keep putting up results, keep putting up low scores. How happy are the coaches with the fact that they that, that the team has not kind of rested on its laurels from last year, not taken that for granted, and they've pushed themselves to take their games even higher this year? You know, it's a great group of guys. They had great camaraderie last year, and then you add a couple pieces this year to the mix. And um, and just to continue continue on with that it is a really good start. You know, they, they start off to a 7-0 start, uh, 7-1 if you throw Turpin in on the mix, but but Turpin was kind of added to a tri-match, or we were added to a tri-match for a makeup with some, with some of Country Day. So when we played them, it wasn't really a scheduled match, but, but 7-1 if you take that. Um, the loss in a fifth player shootout to the uh, to Indian Hill in the CHL preview. They were the the best small team in the Madeira uh, Invitational early on, but just that core of that team that's back from last year: Andrew Getchy and Will Glassmeyer, and Tom Buchert and Sam Northrop were all there last year. And then you had uh, sophomore Luke Brenneman in the group, and then freshman. Um, Drew Syker, who's Drew's been medalist in a couple of matches, and so you add a you, know, you lose a couple seniors last year, and then you add a freshman shooting lights out like that. Wow, it's just really a, an amazing start for him. We start getting into some more league matches this week. Had a win over Wyoming uh, last week. Um, start getting into some more league matches, and then uh, I think in two weeks, I think we have the CHL championship, so we see what happens there. And then um, you know it won't be it won't be too much longer. We'll be in the in the sectionals in the districts again. So um, a really strong group, really good chemistry with this group. So it's really good to see them carry that on. It really amazing given how we have not really known if we were going to have a fall sports season and everything's been kind of shuffled around, things adjusted here and there. And here we are talking about golf being really almost at the midway point. In some cases, like you said, beyond the midway point of the season. It's crazy to think about given how everything has gone in 2020, as far as we touched on at the top of the show. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about a uh, volleyball, tough, t- bit of a tough week last week uh, against a uh, Northeastern and then Taylor and then Norwood things just didn't seem to really go their way. So uh, in, in thinking about that and thinking ahead to, to uh, this week, getting back into league, play, staying in league play, I should say, uh, how have they gone about riding the ship? Does it, when they have a, a week like that, does it get does it frustrate them, or do the coaching staff? How does the coaching staff go about uh, keeping them focused? Yeah, there there's a lot of frustration I think going around um, on the coaching staff and on the players' behalf. Um, some really strong seniors last year graduated, some good senior leadership, and then and then having our players this year step up to fill that void. Um, it, it's just when you get off to a rough start, it doesn't matter what the sport is, you know, you start hitting a rough spat, a rough patch and then you start losing some confidence. And then that, that lack of confidence starts leading into more doubt. And then they start questioning themselves, questioning each other. Um, girls that know they can make the plays that know they, they, they can do it. They just start questioning themselves and then they start to press. And that what makes it harder on an athlete is you know, beyond the self doubt, you start to press trying to make things happen that aren't there. Uh, you know, you go on some good runs, and next thing you know, just some bad hits, some balls hit into the net, some, and then next thing you know, the game's out of your, game's out of your hands. And so um, a very good sign against Claremont Northeastern. Uh, CNE is always very consistent in their tournament. 
very always one of the highly ranked teams um, in, in Division Three, and so uh, Division Three or Four, and so they 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 jumped out to a two-zero lead, and in, in that game we jumped back, took the second two games, and then we lost the the fifth one. Taylor's got a very good squad. Um, they're consistently strong. They're consistently in the top half of the league. And so just coming out of the gauntlet like that, let things get away from us against Norwood. It doesn't get any easier this week with Wyoming. Um, they've won 100-and-something uh, league, league matches. Uh, very good team, very good talent, very good pipeline there. So we're going to have our hands full, um, but the coaches are remaining positive and just encouraging the girls, reminding them, hey, you've got this. You're better than you're playing. Let's just relax and go play. So they're looking for answers, but um, don't know if it's going to come on Tuesday. But but there's still you know, there's still a lot of volleyball to play this year. Are they stress? Are they trying to be more of that positive type of role around the kids right now because things aren't going so well? Uh, how are they ma- maintaining that balance of trying to keep the spirits up, but also trying to fix what's going on to get it to, to get it turned around? Yeah, the practices are positive. The practices are energetic. Um, so that that part's good. You know, there just comes a time when the athletes have to go play. And so you just keep encouraging them, keep reminding them, keep staying on top of them. And, and you know, this is a strange start of the season, too, because we would have had you know, a couple more matches under our belts in a regular season, but there's no, there's no try matches. And so sometimes you just have to play yourself uh, into shape, you know, into – into the mindset, not into shape, because mm-hmm. physically they're in shape. We just have to play yourself into that groove, and, and that's what we're trying to do right now. And hopefully they can get a fix coming this week. As you said, not an yeah. easy test. So uh, going forward, though, let's move on to the tennis courts era. It's kind of a similar story to golf, you know, really around that midway point of the season, which is still crazy to think about with given everything that's going on here. What are, you, what are the coaches wanting to see right now as they turn the page and head towards into the, the second half of the year? You know, as we talked last week, that was a very strong group coming back. We had two openings on the team, uh, and they continue to play well. They're a very strong group, uh, a very good group of seniors and upperclassmen. And we, we talked last week about Kate Taylor and a couple of girls, but, but also you know, Claire Solar playing strong, Abby Black, uh, having a great season, Carolyn DeWeese, Sadie Kohler, Logan Wilhelm, Lucy Neville, just all of them having outstanding seasons right now. They're playing really well together. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that Coach Spring does a good job uh, forming his teams and, and bringing them together. Uh, you drive by the tennis courts on game day, and there's a big crowd there. So a lot of parent support, um, just a lot of good things to to see with them. So they're just going to maintain. We start getting into that, that league schedule now, and, you know, Indian Hill and Wyoming are going to be on there as well. Indian Hill's always uh, a, a very good squad, top one of the top squads in the state, not just mm-hmm. the city. Uh, so we have them coming up, so we'll use them as a gauge where we are. And, again, that's more of, you know, keeping their mindset and then staying healthy, just that pounding on the court back and forth, keeping them fresh. And so, um, but yeah, towards the end of this month, too, about three more weeks, they're in sectional play. So mm-hmm. as you mentioned, golf and tennis, they start uh, about the 5th of August with matches and they get a lot in before school starts. So um, yeah, it's kind of kind of funny looking towards the end of the season and it's just the 1st of September. Uh, yeah, it, it yeah. really is. You mentioned something that I thought is very interesting as far as high school sports go in that, in the fact that 
these matches are drawing crowds. You're getting parents showing up, supporting the, the student-athletes there. And that's not something we necessarily think about when it comes to uh, high school tennis. So we think about with football, basketball, volleyball, you know, those arena-type games. We don't think about that a lot for tennis. What does that do for the kids when they show up and to compete and they've got a crowd there ready to cheer them on? I think the, the kids really like it. And a lot of it's parents and grandparents and neighbors. Uh, but still, you know, when you when you play, our tennis courts are located on the corner of uh, Massonville Road and Plainville uh, Avenue, uh, right, right over there on the edge of Marymont. And so it's easy to see a crowd there and some people pull up and pull over and get out and watch a couple of matches. Uh, with the COVID uh, restrictions, everyone is outside of the team area. And so maybe that's why it seems like the crowds are bigger, but they'll sit on the hillsides and watch the lower courts. They'll, they'll sit outside. We have some benches outside the court. Um, went by there Saturday. I think they were playing Harrison. Uh, just a very large crowd. And so that, that's fun to see. I know the girls appreciate the support as well. Um, some very, very challenging matches. And the parents are supportive of, of both sides. You get into a golf, you get into a tennis, and you're not so much rooting for your team. You're rooting for good tennis, and, and you'll hear you know nice shot or nice play um, both sides, whether it's your team or not, which is really good to see. Yeah, it really is. a Good, good sportsmanship on both sides there for the folks who do come out and keep coming out. Kids really like that there. So let's move on, talk on to – let's move on to the pitch. And uh, we talked about a golf team just coming out, and all they're doing is winning. And apparently the soccer teams decided to follow that mantra as well. They're, they're unbeaten thus far. You look at the individual leaderboard on in, in the league, and it'd be hard-pressed not to find a bunch of Warriors there. Uh, what's been the key to such a strong start to the year? Well – strong rosters for one and you know <laughs> talent helps you know you and we and we've got a lot of senior leadership on both teams too yeah. uh, just a, a lot of returning players on both sides you know we spoke last week we knew both varsity teams are going to be very strong we also spoke last week that the beginning of the season is is a grind for them um, both teams open up with with seven hills that are that's always a consistent program um, both teams played uh, played Ross early on, which is uh, a larger school. They play a more physical game. The boys threw in an extra game last week with, with CHCA and got the win there. And then both teams played Country Day, which are always strong. Um, you know, Country Day coming off a couple state titles on their girls program. And so um, I think they're, the, the good thing to see with the girls program is that the scoring is, is spread around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, uh, Jordulo and, uh, and Murphy early on, but then you know, Trich is scoring some goals to get us in some games. McGowan's in the mix. Um, their defense is outstanding. And everyone says it doesn't matter what the sport is. Defense always wins championships. And so uh, even though they, they've got two ties, um, ties seem to be okay in soccer <laughs> against two very quality opponents. So, uh, so that was that was good to see with the girls' side, and the boys are scoring and they're spreading it around to everybody, not just brothers and Kroll, uh, but you, you see you see Buck and Chilino and and um, and Eisenhower getting assists and goals, mm-hmm. and it's just that's it, good. You know when you know you got some very strong players, some of the players that were on the watch list early on uh, in the preseason, they're spreading it around as well and everyone's happy with the scoring. And that's, that's a big key, too, with a lot of these sports is when you can keep um, you know, everyone happy with what they're getting so far. 
Uh, it's going to be a big week. We, um, you know, we open league play with Taylor this week. Taylor girls um, with a big win over Ross last week. So that's going to be a challenge as our girls uh, hit the road on, on Thursday instead of Wednesday this week. Um, that's going to be a good league match to open things up. And the boys are home on Tuesday. You talked about all the scoring that's gone around, really on both sides. But the girls have, have done it a, maybe a little bit more with defense and looking at the results anyway. And one of the, the spearheading that is uh, Erica Dewey and Ned. She's you know, tied for the league lead with a couple of shutouts uh, thus far. Uh, now in her junior campaign, what's her maturation process been like now that she's heading towards uh, her senior year next year? Yeah, she's she uh, did a very good job for us in the in the net last year, so she had that experience going on. Um, she also had the guidance of her older sister, you know, being on the same squad with them the last couple of years. But now, but now, now come, I guess maybe coming out of the shadow of your older sister, and you're, you're no longer, you know, little do, you know, now you're yeah. you're Erica, the goalkeeper, uh, and and she's got some good defenders in front of her as well. So that always helps, you know, when you're not just standing back there by yourself and and, and knocking shots away. Yeah. And so that back line of the defense is really helping her with that too. But a lot of confidence in the goal. Um, just a very good job back there. Let's move on and uh, finally talk about football. Brand new era as we've, as we've touched on. Brand new coaching staff in place. And get a good win in week one, 30-19 over Taylor. Uh, you touched on a couple of the guys last week we'd probably be talking about. Uh, Andrew Glassmeyer goes for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Seth Green goes for over 100 yards on the ground and the score. A uh, good way to start the year. Everybody wants to start off one to know. Not everybody can do it. You've done it. Now you get Wyoming on the road this coming Friday. And, and as you know, it's been a long time since you've been able to knock them off. Uh, what is it going to take now for this team to get the job done and, and beat Wyoming? Yeah, there was a lot of confidence gained in that game uh, Friday night against Taylor, uh, uh, Cooper, Malifa. Some names that we haven't heard for the last couple of years, getting big catches for us, making big plays for us. Um, every every yard of his hundred that Seth Green got, he earned. Um, there was no easy running uh, on that one. As the offensive line gets their gets their legs under him this year, so just a lot of confidence builders in that game as well. And we had two drives that stalled. Um, one down to the three yard line, went for it on on fourth and goal and got, and got stumped. And then, uh, the, the next drive went down and, uh, and went forward on, on fourth and goal and came out with no points. And so, you know, we could have came out of, the, out of there with a couple more scores, maybe a little bit more momentum because Taylor went down after that second stop and, and got a late touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the kids are confident. I, you know, they knew they were coming out. You got a, a new coaching staff, a lot of new faces on that coaching staff. And so there's some confidence from the kids in the coaching staff, even though I don't think the coaches doubted that. Um, a great game plan. Uh, Coach Leon has shown over the last couple of years, he knows how to put together a great offensive plan. He'll come up with some different ideas. And, uh, you know, Wyoming's got the outstanding defense. And while they're probably going to watch this, you know, this podcast at some time, we're not going to give them anything to post on their wall. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Prater's not there. And so, uh, yeah. and boy, he did so much. And that's not taking anything away from anyone that's there now. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, 
and you just have to guard 11. And when you had Prater back there, it was like you're guarding 13. And, uh, you know, he, he brought he brought the passing option, he brought the running option, just hard to do. Um, we saw Redding had a good game against Wyoming uh, last week. And so our coaches are breaking down film and, and saying, hey, you know, we have to do things right. We can't give them anything. And uh, if we play our game and hold up our end, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But a little bit of confidence going in there. This is a rough stretch for the football team, the two biggest uh, – actually the three biggest schools in the league, Taylor, Wyoming, and, and Indian Hill to start the season. So uh, we'll see what we have. Uh, I guess the kids will rest up a little bit more today, sleeping in with, with no school and start that practice plan this afternoon. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It's, it's at Wyoming. Uh, they won't have – as big of a crowd with a social distancing and our folks will make the trip. So um, it'll be fun to see on Friday night and it looks by the forecast, we're not going to be dodging hurricanes, but it looks like some nice fall weather early on this season. So that'll be a great start to the, to the weekend as well. Just between you and I, who, who, who's going to win the game? Just, just us talking here. Just friends, uh, you always, <laughs> always take the Warriors. We always take points, too. You know, I always talk. <laughs> we'll take the points, of course. But, uh, yeah, we're going to come out and uh, you know, get some seniors that really want to show off some stuff. So, um, looking forward to a great game. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll be looking forward to that. And we'll be looking forward to how all, everybody else does this week. And uh, hopefully another great show next week. Tom, appreciate the time. And uh, we'll reconvene again next week. Appreciate it, Jason. Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. That is Marymount Athletic Director Tom Neural joining us this week and each and every week for this week in Marymount Warrior Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.